official soccer podcast. My name is Boreal Demi, and I'm joined as usual by Justin and Manny. I have to say, before we start, uh, uh, Justin um, basically threw, threw out his back last weekend while he was working out. Um, Justin, we feel for you, and we feel so bad for you, and we hope that you are going to be, um, you know, you know, come back healthier and even stronger. Um, too bad. Um, this is, your, you know, the, the fact that you can't even do much and you can't move much is kind of like how Arsenal plays. So I'm sure you're kind of used to it already. Um, but, right. but, but we wish you good health. Um, Manny, uh, do, do you feel the same way? It's just like Arsenal, right? Yeah, I mean, you got to explain how he threw out his back. Right? You got to explain that it's uh, from carrying all that hope season in and season out to make sure that Arsenal get back to the top four. So <laughs> it finally took a toll. Wow. Yeah. This is uh I really appreciate all the sensitivity in my trying my trying times here. Um feeling a lot of pain in my back, now feeling a lot of pain in my heart. So appreciate it. <laughs> hey, hey Arsenal Arsenal won this this weekend. It's okay. You, you guys won. You guys won. That's true. Hey um, we're still alive in Europa. Uh, well, no, still alive in Europa for now, for now, for now. But I mean, you guys all took the jokes right out of my mouth. I was gonna say it's from um, carrying the weight on this podcast, but uh, of course, of course, both of you beat me to to it. We're going straight for the Arsenal. It has to be Arsenal. All right, let, let, let's move ahead because we're gonna cap, try to keep this uh, very quick and short, um, even though it's hard to. Uh, but we're gonna be talking the Champions League, and then of course the El Clasico happened this weekend, which. I was actually excited for, um, but let's start with the Champions League and uh, the, the one game that we had to talk about, and that that is the Bayern and PSG game. Um, I mean, this is this is the game of the season for me. I've I've never been so excited, and I've, you know I've never been I've never watched the highlights of a game so much than this uh, uh, Bayern and PSG. Um, but I mean. I, I'm, man, I'm just gonna start with you. I know there was there's a lot of stats that you want to reveal and a lot of things that you want to reveal about a player that used to play for a previous champion. Um, so I'll just give the floor to go ahead and talk about how you felt about this game. Um, so this game actually, I didn't think it was gonna live up to expectations because you know we had spoken about how uh, Lewandowski was gonna be a, a huge miss for Bayern. And obviously that affected some of uh, some of the picks that we made on this podcast. But I was very much impressed at how Byron pretty much dominated the game. I mean, they the only reason why the scoreline uh, was the way it was was because of Kaylor Superman novice man. Like it was insane. I think uh, Byron had something like 31 shots, and 12 of them were on target, and 10 10 saves. And some of those saves were, like, world-class, man. Like, it was insane just watching him, uh, you know, just do what he does. And I think, like, he's probably one of the players, before you and I talked about this, is one of the goalkeepers that was the most underrated, you know? Um, My hot take is he's probably the reason why Real Madrid won all his champion leagues back-to-back-to-back. Like, he was an integral piece of of that team, you know? And we're seeing him at, you know, at his best again. Um, the game had it all. You know, it had snow, which was crazy just to see that at this time of year, you know, watching it. Uh, you know, it had Mbappe. We had a healthy Neymar. We had pretty much the full lineup, obviously, apart from Lewandowski and uh, Verratti and uh, Florenti. But it really did live up to the hype. Um, PSG made the most of their chances. You know, and at the end of the day, that's what counts, right? Um, so it'll be interesting to see um, in the second leg. I still am sticking by my prediction that Byron will somehow find a way to pull it off oh, without cool. Lewandowski. So. Uh, you have to bring it up. I was going to ask you as a second question, but then you have to bring it up and jinx yourself. Um, <laughs> J- Justin, Justin, I, I know you had a hard time, you know, trying to find time to, to watch this game. But is, is there anything you want to say about this this game? Well, um, last episode, someone on this podcast said something crazy about PSG playing better without Neymar on the field. Uh, this is like a ridiculous take. I can't remember who it was, but uh, obviously Neymar, uh, pretty integral 
to two and directly playing in two of the goals that PSG had. They were, like Manny said, very clinical in their finishing. So even though they had a, a handful, scant handful of chances when compared to Bayern, the absence of Lewandowski on Bayern's side and the presence of players like Mbappe and Neymar on PSG really was the factor and played the biggest difference in who got the goals and who didn't. Well, they all got the goals. Both teams got goals, but who uh, who edged out in this first leg? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I did remember that when <laughs> when Manny, we got to call him out, said that, that, oh, wait, no, it wasn't Manny. It was it was Justin. It was Justin. My bad. My bad. What's that? It was Justin that said um, that PSG hmm. was better than <laughs> hmm. that without PSG is better than uh, without without Neymar, uh, which is such a ridiculous statement to say. No, actually, <laughs> actually, no, no, no. I mean, but but seriously though, we have to give credit where credit is due. Um, Kylian Mbappe is he's not talked about a lot. I mean, because especially because he you know in the last few Champions Leagues he's not come up in, in the big games, but now he's coming up. Um, I think he has a, a very, I can't remember how many goals he scored this season for PSG in the Champions League, but it's something very noteworthy, and, and it seems like he's finally pulling that shift um, yeah. in for PSG. I think he, uh, he leads he leads everybody right now in the Golden Boot race in, in Champions League, so um, it's definitely his time right now at the moment. Yeah, and, and I, I got to give, I mean, here, here's here's my, my confusion about Bayern because we know Bayern plays a high line and they love playing this high line. When would they stop and, and realize, wait, we're playing against probably you know one of the fastest forwards and, and you know you don't have the fastest you know defenders. Like I mean they're fast, but you know compared to um to to Mbappe they're not as fast, right? Like uh, I just don't understand why they keep playing this high line. But that's the way they play and I think that's what's gonna you know kind of screw them over so to say, next uh, tomorrow, really. Because if you really think about it, all it's, they have to score two goals to, to actually overcome this game. And I think, I don't, I don't know if they can make it. I don't think they can do it. And, and with, with Marco Verratti coming back, I think all he has to do is just give those, you know, passing those balls from deep and, and just have Mbappe run all the way. Um, but um, Very much I, like a, a cruise to Vinicius kind of a run, like when we're talking about Liverpool, Real Madrid, I can see something like that happening exactly. very much with, uh, with, with Mbappe, with uh, someone like Verratti, like you said. Or, yeah. But and, that being and, said, though, Mbappe, I mean, like, this, the first goal came from a counterattack, you know, at speed. But, like, the Mbappe's other goal, you know, there's, there's speed where you just run past a player, and then there's also just, like, quickness, quickness of – being able to turn your body to get a shot off a quickness of mind. Like, I, I don't know, like for me as a, a viewer, and I think everybody in the stadium and watching from home thought that on Mbappe's third goal, I mean, you know, his second goal, the third of four PSG, he was going far corner. And then he just quickly, like it, it happened so fast that like nobody was able to react. Uh, Neuer wasn't able to react. Boateng wasn't able to react. Uh, Mbappe lines up like he's going to go far corner and then just like, pivots his body and just fires it near corner. So it's like, it's not just the the speed. It's it, that fact that Mbappe has it all. He also has the quickness of mind and of, of uh, the agility to adjust his body and, and, and the accuracy with his shots. So he's the full package. So I'm glad you brought that up, Justin, because I want to, I want to bring this up as another point as well. Uh, that first goal that he scored, I feel like that was an error on Neuer's part, which is really strange to see a world-class, like, you never think that Neuer is going to give up those types of goals, right? Um, you know, well, and whether, whether actually, or not, whether actually, not like the snow the weather, or the inclement weather pl- played a part of it, we don't know. I, I think it was. I think, think it was. So? I think it was. I, I mean, it's slippery, I mean, right? Like, slippery. You know, it's slippery, yeah. Right, exactly. But the other thing I want to I wanna, um, call out, and Justin just mentioned it, Boateng. Boateng came on for, it was an injury sub. They came, he came off for Nicholas Sula, who yeah. came out. Sula. Actually, in this game, there were multiple uh, injury subs on both sides. Of yeah, the game. we had three and subs well. before halftime. Yeah. Three subs in the exactly. first half, which was crazy. And I think, like, two – were they all injury? I'd say at least two of them were injury subs. Um, so, I think uh, Davies coming on might have been tactical, but I'm not sure. Right. But uh, as far as Boateng and then Marquinhos 
coming out, you know, like that also affected the way that a team, because you go in there, you think about it. I'm sure Pochettino, I'm sure that Hansi Flick went in there with a, with a game plan with like their starting 11, their, you know, set personnel. And then when you get an injury sub, like all of a sudden that, you know, that goes out the window. So it was just a way of adjusting. And we've seen Boateng get killed time and time again in the Champions League, unfortunately. So it was not surprising that Mbappe did what he did to him, you know, and just made a meal of him Bo- all game long. It's good for Boateng. He's like, you know, he's undoubtedly a world-class defender and has been for years, but <laughs> he just keeps on getting, yeah, he gets these things done to him by like uh, all-star. I mean, obviously we're thinking – when you say that, we're all thinking of uh, a Messi. I mean, uh, it was Messi. The Messi turn was, on him. There was Messi. There was, uh, I think, Ozil as well. One time they, they played uh, when he was uh, obviously not at Arsenal, when he was at Real Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did he play for Arsenal? The, uh, serious question. Did Ozil play for Arsenal? Um, he took, yeah, he took a vacation there for a little while. Yeah. He didn't, yeah, he didn't actually play. <laughs> Oh, ridiculous, ridiculous time. Um, but yeah, no, no, good point, good point, Manny. Wait, I mean, wait, wait, hold on. I want to ask you guys: Are you guys yeah. confident? Are you guys staying with your with your picks? Yeah, yeah. So I was going to move on to that. Um, I, I personally am. Um, and I'll give you my reasons. I think I've already alluded to them. First of all, they need two goals. Which yes, Bayern can do it, but without Lewandowski, it's harder, right? Um, and we know the. I think the game plan for PSG is probably going to be sit back and counterattack, and they have the right player to do that, and that's Verratti. Verratti uh, tested negative for COVID, so I don't know if 100% he's going to play, because I don't know what the rules are, actually. I can't remember. I think you have you need 24 hours, so I, I believe 24. it's already going to be 24 hours by tomorrow, which means that if he does play, then that opens up that, like, passing range that they need to counterattack. So, my point is, Yes, I, I, I know Bayern, th- 31 shots, hard to beat. Navas has to be on this game tomorrow for sure. Um, and with Verratti coming back, and if he plays, I think they will just do it. And I think it will actually end up 2-1 in favor of Bayern, but they wouldn't have enough goals to you know, go right. get away the away room. I think that's what's probably going to happen. Yeah, I also see the away goal rule playing a major factor in who advances from here. So I, I'm sticking with PSG although not with a great deal of confidence. I think with a lot of these matches, I, I, it's a little bit of a toss-up, frankly. But um, I think Thomas Müller is great, obviously. He's phenomenal. He actually played a great game, I thought. Um, but without Lewandowski, the goals just aren't there. And Mbappe is just too dangerous that uh, you know, you're asking Bayern to score two and prevent PSG from getting any, and, and I don't see that happening either. I think yeah, I can't believe you guys are doubting the Stoke City's greatest Maxim Chupo Moting. <laughs> Who Yeah, he's formerly a PSG. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, so so he, hey, he, he could be the hero. He's he could be the hero. Think, uh didn't he get one called back too because of VAR, like or something yeah, like that? I think so. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. hey, if there's anybody motivated on that field to prove that, you know, he's got what it takes, it's it's probably him got some big shoes to fill and against uh his old team so i can't i can't remember if he's on loan is he on loan or is he was he bought outright that i don't know i thought uh players on loan couldn't play for their parent club or maybe that's well, just in the, the no, last no. league that's remember coutinho EPL. that's freaking epl that's yeah that's true remember coutinho i mean that uh, against a... barcelona last year actually that wouldn't make for a better story if he's still on loan and he ends up knocking them out yeah, I know, right? Because he's definitely not going back to PSG. <laughs> well, I, I, even if he gets a goal, I think Mbappe is going to get one too. Like Manny said, he's got eight goals in this competition. But Manny, I think you said you thought he was leading the race for the Golden Boot. That is actually yeah. one Erling Holland with ten goals. So the two kids, they're firing away. I told you, these yeah. two, uh, they're on the come up. You, you did say. Uh, and we shut you up, uh, Justin, but now you are basically fa- passively shutting us up and saying, look at this, <laughs> look at the, look at the, uh, the, the goal scores of, yeah. of, of the, the biggest, you know, championship in, in the 
well in club football. That's, um, that's what I, I'm saying. I, I do want to confirm. I do want to confirm that um, Bayern actually bought Chupomoting. Um, so he he's he's not alone. So he he can celebrate the goals and and whatnot. Oh, okay. um, like he did. He, he kind of did. I mean, thank he you. Did, thank, so. thank you for that, Boris. I was worried for him. All right. <laughs> you were right for. Him. All right, real quick. The other the other hot game. I, honestly, the, the Man City game was kind of hot too. I didn't actually watch it, but I watched the Real and Liverpool games. So let's let's start with that. There are a few things I want to talk about here, and I think I've kind of uh, alluded to this in our um, private chat um, where I talked about Trent, you know, Arnold Alexander. Um, but 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 first of all, I kind of just want to talk about the 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 most the worst distraction of the game for me. Was that Allison mustache? I could not get over it. Like when he kept getting scored, I, say that. I was looking. I was just like, I mean, it serves you right with that mustache. Like, what is that mustache for? What is he doing? I was gonna say, my, I mean, my, you know, star of the game was Vinicius. Uh, Vinicius. It, it, it's hard to say, Vinicius. Vinicius. Vinny. Vinny Junior. And then, well, uh, but my second star, my second, you know, backup MVP was the the mustache. I actually thought was the second best thing on the field. I mean, come on, that was to me it was distracting. And every time he kept going, getting scored, I didn't feel bad because I was like, yeah, seriously, right with that mustache. Like, it's probably the mustache is probably blocking his, his eyesight from seeing the ball. Like, I, I don't know what the hell he's doing. But um, so let, let's move away from that. But I, I do want to bring it. So I, I want to remind you both. I, I you know, I'm sure you remember, especially Manny, when I was telling you about how the, the midfield of Madrid is Cruz and Modric and how they made that difference. And that's the thing about Cruz and Modric. They were there for the three back-to-back-to-back Champions League. They had the experience. They know what to do now to get things done. Right. And and they did it. And they did it. And I'm not saying that to like kind of say, hey, I told you. But it's just hard to beat that, right? And, of course, as I'm saying this, Liverpool's probably going to win 5-0 tomorrow. But... But I think part of it is also just giving to the backline of Liverpool, which is no news, but especially the way the goals came through. We had two mistakes from the right back, and I've been telling Liverpool fans that I'm on certain chats with that TAA, he's a good player, okay, when it comes to attack. But I just don't get the obsession to play him at right back. I don't get that. I think I think Klopp needs to rethink that, and especially for tomorrow's game. And it may be too late to change that kind of tactic, but TAA is not a defender. He doesn't know how to track back. He doesn't know how to play the offside line. We can see that, and this is not the first time. But he's good at at pass, putting in the crosses and and you know playing that free kick. Um, but I, I don't know what y'all think because I think that seems to be a hole that you know uh, Real Madrid realized that oh. This is a hole that we need to exploit, and it was clear because they kept going down that route, right? So I, I don't know what else to say, but I, I don't know what what do you guys think about uh, Trent? He's I, I feel like he's um he's overrated. Um, no, and, well, but, well, from but, a defensive side, yes, I agree. I just it's I mean here's the other thing that like. Any there's a lot of players that aren't defenders or are defenders that can put in a cross. You know what I mean? Like it's not. I feel like it's not hard. It's not that difficult to put in a quality cross. What I want to bring back though is to your point, Bori. I know you're trying to pretty much say I told you so, but you can't tell me that you were 100% confident with your pick when you found out the morning of the game that Veron was going to miss the game due to a positive COVID test. You can't tell me that you didn't feel I, I was worried. Slight concern or I, I, I was doubt. right. I, I was and, worried. And to your point, I think that if we take away those defensive mistakes, because Liverpool self-inflicted that wound, like they can't blame anybody but themselves. I think it's a different game. If those if those um if those uh errors those mistakes don't happen, it's a completely different game. And furthermore, we've seen it this. I feel like every week there's at least two games in Champions League where we see some like absurd, like unbelievable defensive mistake where they just pretty much just gift the goal away. Um, and, and it's crazy to me that it's still happening even this late in the competition, you know, because um, in theory, we should have 
the teams playing now shouldn't be making those mistakes. Um, but the fact that they're still happening, you know, we saw it even in the um, in the Dortmund game. So when we get to that, we'll talk about it with Emery Chan as well. You know, so right. I, I mean, I still, I still think. I mean, it's very difficult. I think Liverpool has what it takes to to pull it off, but not this season. Yeah, they they cannot. You don't think so? You don't not not with their attack. Now, yeah, now with this defense. Just now. just go ahead. I mean, I was gonna say like now. With the, so, uh, yeah, we're gonna talk about the some of the other defensive mistakes, but like you know, uh, Trent Alexander Arnold's was like egregious. I don't know. I I, I actually don't know what. He was doing. Does anybody know? Does anybody have any insight into what it was he was attempting? To, was he trying to no. head it upfield or was he trying to go back? He was to probably Allison? caught caught with two between two, minds. Two minds, yeah. Right. He was distracted by the mustache, maybe. <laughs> he, he, he looked back at Allison. He, he was confused. He's like, "Who's that?" <laughs> he thought that mustache was like the last defender. He tried to it pull back. Yeah. Yeah, it was a sleeper. Um. So I don't know what happened there, but also like, like I don't know if you saw, maybe only like five minutes later, Kabak almost did a almost as bad of an error it's not worse actually he was like dribbling back towards his own uh his own defensive area and he played a horrible pass back to allison that almost led to another goal so i i think this liverpool defense and it's not really their fault right they, you know like we're talking about like we're into the second third fourth string in some some areas of the field here for them so i i can't really blame them like you know uh phillips got ran right around in the first goal yeah uh he had no chance so it's like you know, the, these, the mistakes are kind of inexcusable, but, like, I think the Liverpool defense just in general looks pretty rough when dealing with pressure, especially when the, the team that's applying the pressure has, like, a lot of speed as well. So you think about, like, Real Madrid. I mean, imagine if they were playing uh, PSG or Dortmund. Like, uh, that's what was, that was my dream matchup, actually, was Dortmund versus Liverpool with Klopp facing Dortmund. That was, like, my dream to see, like, that, that speed of Dortmund versus this Liverpool defense. I think it could have been pretty ugly. That would have been a good match. So I, I don't think Liverpool can come back, frankly. Yeah, and given the fact that like uh, they they are not scoring that many goals in the game. I mean, if you I mean, yeah, they they beat us something like two one I think this this weekend. Um, but they're only scoring one or two goals, and then the only of course the only game they, they scored more than two goals was against Arsenal. So I mean, there's yeah, we're not surprised there to be honest, but. Come um, on. <laughs> I have an injured back. That's last week's episode. we got to stop referencing Arsenal failures. They won this weekend. Cut me some slack. Right. They, did, they did win this weekend. Um, but I, I I, definitely, I think my prediction is definitely, I think Remage has got this in the bag. I, I think the fact that Benzema is on fire is a problem for Quebec and, and Phillips. Um, sadly, they can't score that many. They can't defend. They can't win. They just simply can't. And if they do, it will. I think it will probably have to boil down to a referee mistake or something. Making the excuse already for them. I know. Um, I'm bringing just, that door. Justin, I'm guessing you're in the same camp. Uh, yeah. I mean, I chose Liverpool to advance last week during our predictions. Um, so you know, obviously, I'm sticking to that hope, but I don't see it happening myself. No. And I'm I gonna, think Manny is, is I'm gonna Liverpool. go down. It's just we. Vinicius had the game of his life. He couldn't even play that well if he was playing yeah. with himself in FIFA. You know what yep. I mean? He couldn't even yep. do that with himself in FIFA, let alone. I mean, he had what uh, two goals and an assist, or yeah, right. He was he was in, like he was involved in all the goals. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know, man. I um. I still I have to hold out, man. Otherwise, I'm going to be eating crow. So. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. the thing about Vinicius is he always has many chances, but then somehow he never converts them. So, you know, good for him. I mean, you know, he's he's he he was able to do it. We'll see if he can do it tomorrow, though. Um, but I think Ramage uh, is probably going to sit back also because I mean, who knows? They can just always like put it behind. Uh, they don't need a score. So. But anyways, let's go to the other game that I think was actually I didn't think this was going to be exciting. Um, again, didn't watch it fully, um, but saw some highlights. The Massey and Dortmund game. I mean, this game I, I wouldn't. You, like, I mean, I thought this was going to be a blowout. 
Okay, I, I think I said this last week that that um, Dortmund cannot defend to save their lives, right? Um, and somehow, I mean, yeah, they let in three goals, but they were able to score two goals. Um, Manny, I don't know. I, I think you watched that game, right, Manny? Yeah. yeah. Let's. Start what do you think? What do you think? Let's just start with uh, the, the single decisions. figure, the single figure that <laughs> changed the entire game, the layout and the landscape of the game. The referee. Oh God! Yeah. That, yeah. Th- that ref, that was an atrocious. Yeah. Like game calls, like all game long, it was insane. Like inconsistent calls left and right. Um, stupid yellow cards. I think he gave a PK and a yellow card, and then rescinded. Both after watching VAR, he also disallowed a perfectly legitimate goal uh, with Drew Bellingham, um, which would have changed, I think, like the entire landscape as well, because it would have gotten uh, yeah. uh, Dortmund their first goal. But I mean, it's just it's just crazy to me because um, I, I I I want you know uh, City to lose obviously because I didn't pick them to go on. But beyond that, like it must be hard for a team like Dortmund, which I think like the average age of that of that squad is like early twenties, you know, to for them to go out there and already know that pretty much everyone has discounted them from even having a remote chance, like you said, Bori. You know, everybody already thought they were going to get blown out, and for them to go out there and they played a hell of a game. If it wasn't for that disallowed goal, and if it wasn't for Emery Chan's um, uh, giveaway. You know, right there around midfield, which led to to the counter, the quick counter in the goal. Um, you know, we don't know what would have happened, right? Yeah. So I still think that with that goal that they got, it was still vital. I'm still sticking with them to somehow be the miracle to pull it off. Um, keeping my fingers crossed that Pep does what he does at this stage in the Champions League and overthinks things with the lineup and tinkers way too much, and it ends up coming back and biting him. Um, but we'll see. So they play Wednesday, uh, as does Liverpool-Madrid. So which game are you watching? Dortmund-Man City or Madrid-Liverpool second legs? Uh, Dortmund. They're both at – Dortmund's at home and Liverpool's at home, right? Dortmund and Liverpool are the home teams, yep. I'm going with uh, I think I think I'd have to go with uh, with Dortmund and City. Yeah, me too. So <laughs> me too. So Especially I, since this is like probably like the la- the biggest stage, the last chance yeah. to see Dortmund play on. Frankly, although I mean like I, I chose Man City to advance, but I have a soft spot for Dortmund, so I- I- I'll watch that game for sure. What about you, well, Barry? I I wouldn't actually say so. I probably would watch the Madrid game because I just want to see Arnold again just fail at defending. <laughs> Um, but but I, I do want to say something, Manny, I, I, and going back to your point about how like Dortmund are just kids, and to be honest, like they they have nothing to lose. If you really think about it, like they know that like they they're probably not gonna win the Champions League, but they probably think they have a chance to do something or break some hearts. Um, and I think they're gonna go in with that. Um, I was gonna again, I was on the camp of like City's going to just blow them out, but now I'm like. I can't tell you for sure that City is going to go through. Um, and he, here's why. I, I mean, you, you said one of it. Pep overthinks things. But I would say that the fact that De Bruyne was rested over the weekend says a lot. Like, he, he's not taking that part. Like, <clears throat> usually Pep will pay, play him in every game. But he, he's not taking that chance this time around. Um, and the, the other thing is Dortmund, I think they're just going to play fearless. Like, hey... We this is a pathway for us to to win win a trophy uh, and prove everyone wrong because frankly they're they're probably not going to make the Champions League next season um, and they're probably like playing with their hearts and, and or like without fear and that could hurt Man City and City are probably coming in with like oh crap we're you know we've seen this before we we lost to Lyon last year or, or two years ago or something like that um, we lost to a small team so is this going to happen again. That could play in their mind, so it's it's a lot of mental and mind game uh, that that's going to go on tomorrow. And it, the question is, who's going to be more uh, strong mentally? Um, and I think whoever is the strongest mentally is going to win the game, no matter what the scoreline is uh, in the first leg. So I'll tell you who's the strongest 
physically uh, was Holland. I don't know if you saw yeah. when he he didn't get a goal, but he came close early in the second half, and he just like tossed Back Diaz like yeah. <laughs> like a ragdoll yeah. on his way towards goal. I could not believe it. I, I, I mean, was yeah. like, wow. I, I mentioned that last week when we made our saying that you know they haven't seen Diaz Stones that backline has not seen uh, a player of Holland's caliber, and yeah. he showed it. I mean, just he's just physically like a, a beast. Like a you know he's just quick, strong. I remember when he just brushed off with a Diaz. Um, he just yeah, yeah, just exactly. And Diaz is like six foot one, six foot two. So he's like a big guy himself, you know? So I'm hoping that um, he remembers that um, on Wednesday's game. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then the final game that we don't, we shouldn't really be talking about because we already know what's happening there. Um, so I guess Chelsea will be playing either Liverpool or, or Real Madrid. Is that what we're saying here? Yeah, but do not jinx us. I'm not saying that it's set in stone. I'm actually saying that because I'm, I'm trying to jinx it because, you know, I already said from the beginning that Porto is going through. Um, but honestly, because it's 2-0, I, I, I doubt it. I doubt it. Um, I think Chelsea Chelsea's playing too well for... I mean, unless they have a, a West uh, West Brom moment. Who knows? Um, no, we're not playing no. West Brom, so we're good. Like they did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, this was at eight goals allowed against West Brom, but that's probably more goals allowed than in the knockout stages of the Champions League. Uh, that is, that is. A so, no, no, you're right. Or maybe you're the right. Champions League, yeah, in general. You are. Um, right. So we kind of breezed over Emery Chan's uh, mistake, you know, wow. in the last game. Um, you know, he did a stupid giveaway. I think also in this game, Porto defenders had several pretty bad mistakes um on the first goal i don't know who the defender was but um mason mount had a great turn you know he turned with the ball to put it away but i don't know what the porto defender was doing he like lunged in to try and intercept the ball like on the edge of the 18 box like no but no coverage behind him that's such a silly mistake so i, I don't know what he was thinking there and then um on the la- the second goal towards the end of the game do you guys give that goal to Chilwell's aggression and determination, or do you give it to chalk it up to, uh, I think it was Corona on Porto, his like terrible first touch uh, when he's bringing down a ball that was like lobbed forward. So, so I'll answer that. I, for me, it's a 50, 50. Um, It's 50, 50 because it was a bad touch and uh, he happened to, you know, the ball happened to fall just, you know, straight in Chilwell's path. So Chilwell still had to have the composure to go around the keeper and not like blast it, you know, at him or shoot it. Cause like the angle was getting smaller and smaller. Um, so I say it's 50, 50, but again, you know, we were just talking about the themes. Uh, once I don't think there's been a team that has had uh, an egregious error that's led to goal in the champions league, at least in the knockout stages that has gone on to win. If we think about all the the games that we've talked about and all the errors that happened, um, you know, Juve, uh, we talked about uh, them as well. Um, obviously, the ones that we've seen this week, last, or last week as well, I don't see them coming back from it. But again, I'm not going to would because it's the Champions League. Anything can happen. Um, but it was it was a bad giveaway. It, it, anything can anything can happen in Sevilla. Yeah, in Sevilla, exactly, <laughs> yeah. which we have to go back to, which is which is dumb. You just reminded me, travel unnecessary travel. Yep. So knock on yeah. wood, there's no like COVID reports that come out tomorrow. Oh God. Uh, just I I think as long as Kepa is not in the goal, you'll be fine. I, I think you can put anybody there and and you you'll be fine. What about uh, Kepa? Right, cool. What about Kepa with a mustache? <laughs> I can't even picture that. Um, anyway, so so I'm guessing uh, um, uh, Justin and, and Manny, you going the Chelsea route tomorrow, or or yeah, tomorrow, right? Yeah. Yes. The question right. is, the question yep. is, are you changing your pick, Maury? Uh No, I'm still going Porto. I cannot wait for next episode to shame both of you, uh, counting them out. Um, I think Porto is going to stun Chelsea tomorrow. All right.
let's let's not say that too loud. Um, all right, I think that's all we have for for the Champions League. Let's move on to the to the you know you know the, the biggest game of Europe, El Clasico. Um, and uh, the reason why I, I love this El Clasico is because it's opened up the race in La Liga like even more than last week. Um, so I think we have Atletico Madrid just I think one or two points away from from Madrid, and then. Uh, oh, one one point away, and then Madrid is one point away from uh, Barcelona, which is, I mean, oh my God, I've not I've not seen this in a few years. Um, so so it, to me, I'm very excited. Uh, but I do want to, I, I have to go back to the player of the moment right now, and that's Benzema. And I made a bold claim on um, on, on our you know internal uh, chat at work that. If Ronaldo had not been in the Real Madrid squad, you know, those years when they won the Champions League at Real Madrid, I think Benzema would be probably seen as one of the, the greatest strikers that has ever played this game. Um, and I know this is probably going to piss a lot of CR7 fanboys, but let's be real, okay? Benzema and Bale worked for Ronaldo, and that's how he got a lot of the goals that he got. And of, of course, Cruz and Modric. But Benzema is just such a pure striker. He's such a pure striker. He has the skills. He has the, the finishing. He has everything. And I think this is the most underrated striker of our time. Um, and I don't understand why he's not being talked in the same room as Lewandowski, as Harry Kane. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are uh, with my uh, slander, I, I would call it. Um, I mean, I... I, 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 no, I agree with you. I agree with you in terms of where he ranks amongst his generation, uh, his generation strikers, like, which is, you know, 1A, 1B, 1C territory. Like, he's up there with Lewandowski. Um, I don't know. Uh, I guess Aguero, like, without, like, that would be of his generation. So he's up there. He's in that, that, that tier of strikers. I definitely agree. Suarez. Um, I feel like he's a player who, like, you know, early in his career, like, he was a very highly touted player. I remember him being, like, in all the adverts. He was, like, you know, he he's a, a Galactico. You know, he's a face – he's a big face of Real Madrid. And I feel like he faded away at some point, you know, during, like you said, Ronaldo's tenure there at Real Madrid, where, you know, obviously everything is Ronaldo-focused. But uh, he's definitely come into the limelight again, so – um, I think he's getting his due now. I, th- I think everybody's recognizing what he can do, what he provides, and it's not just the scoring; it's the passing, it's the movement, it's the, it's the whole package, which we've said time and time and again on this podcast. Like you know, to be considered a a great player, a, a player that's leagues above, uh, you need to have like y- y- several aspects to your game, and Benzema definitely brings that. So I'm with you, Bori. Wow. That, that's great. At least I'm not going to be the only one that the, the CR7 fanboys are going to come after. Um, I, I do, want, I do want, want to bring up one thing and something I noticed in the Costco. And it's weird because I think the lineup between the, the, the Liverpool game and the El Clasico uh, was pretty much the same. Um, barring, I think, maybe Asensio was the only difference. Um, and uh, yeah, Asensio, I think Asensio was really the only difference. Um, but do we think that Real Madrid are, are only good with the first 11 and that's it? Because, uh, you know, Vasquez, I think, got injured in this game. Uh, and the moment we start seeing all these injuries, then that kind of counts them out of the La Liga title race. Or am I, am I seeing too much into this? Because I, I look at the bench. So, so I'm, looking at, I'm looking at Real Madrid's bench right now. And it looks so small. I mean, if you look at the bench that they brought in right. for, for, for El Clasico... It's like four players short, right? And, and the people on the bench are like, you know, the only player that, that really plays very well here, I think, is just really Isco, but it's also Isco. Like, Isco has not played well in a while. Um, so m- my worry about Madrid, about getting a trophy this season, boils down to what's going to happen at the end of the, like, towards the end of the season. Because we're getting there where, you know, if they if they get past Liverpool, then they have to play you know, all the Champions League games, and they have to play all the, the games, you know, in, in La Liga. And if 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 we're not resting these players, you know, if they're playing week in, week out, you know, midweek and then end of the week, 
then it becomes too much, I, I feel like. And especially when you're talking about Cruz and Modric, they can't play games every three days, right? So, I, I, I don't know. Manny, Manny do, do you have any thoughts about this? Because yeah. I'm worried for them. I'm worried for them. I just, I just think about everything you just said. And obviously, luck is part of the game. And I feel like Real Madrid have been one of the luckiest teams. You know, um, everything's kind of lined up for them. Uh, if you consider all of the injuries and, uh, you know, when they were hit with, like, COVID and everything that's happened to that squad, and they somehow still managed to, like, you know, pull it off. Uh, you can't win. You know, like I said before, you can't win uh, trophies. You can't even be in the running of stuff unless luck is on your side as well. And for them, so far, it's been going that way. Um, one of the things that I did notice in the Classico, though, is that even with those injuries, they can still manage to have players like Isco, you just mentioned, and Marcelo. Like, they're not the greatest, and they're definitely not up to a starting 11 spot, but they're still quality players that can come in and, and do the job. Um, I really didn't realize how important that midfield was of Cruz and Modric until I saw them um, playing, you know, back-to-back Liverpool game and uh, Barcelona against Barcelona in the Clasico. But it makes you wonder, what if one of those guys goes down, right? Like, what, what happens yep. then? There, there's yep. nobody else. I know that Valverde came back as well, and who was playing, but he's no Cruz, he's no Modric. It's Valverde, yep. <laughs> exactly. So, um, I, hey, as long as, like, Valverde, it sounds, it, to me, it seems like as long as there's, as long as Courtois is in goal, I hate to say that, as long as Courtois is in goal, Modric and Cruz are in the midfield, and Benzema are in there, then I think they're good. They should be all right. Yeah. Yeah, and I think this is the only thing that is making me doubt uh, them getting a trophy this season. Because I think when it matters, they, they may not have Benzema because Benzema could get injured and that's it. I mean, really, if Benzema gets injured, that's it. That's well, where no, because they, so have, so they have Hazard. They have the oh, Galactico. Uh, they have the Hazard coming back, huh? Don't remind us. Don't remind us. Um, I, I forgot he even played for Madrid. Um, anyways, all right, well... I, I thought it was a great game. I, I know some people didn't thought maybe thought it was a boring game or whatever. I thought it was a game. I was I was excited for Elish, who came in at, you know towards the end and almost had the equalizer, but then hit the the bar and I was sad because that would have been a very nice uh, first a uh, classical uh, goal for him. Um, but I think Barca. I mean, there's nothing to say about Barca. I mean. I think they can still win the La Liga. I, I think they can still win also the the uh, it's, you know the Spanish Cup, um, and that will be a successful season for them. Uh, but it's left to see. Uh, you know, we'll see if they do it. But uh, you know, uh, and we'll see if Messi, you know, because of that, Messi could stay. Uh, I want to. I want to ask you guys what you guys thought of. Um, we, I mean, to Bori's point, we all knew what Real Madrid. We had an idea of what Real Madrid's starting eleven was going to be you know, after watching them play Liverpool. But what was your initial reaction with the starting 11 for Barcelona as far as the number of, like, youth players and, quote-unquote, no-name players that started in a game as important as a classical, you know? like Yeah. To me, I was actually shocked to see, you know, Griezmann, for example, on the bench, starting on the bench, like... Yeah. That to me was like, you just spent, you know, millions and millions of dollars. Like, he's one of your more high-profile signings in the last few seasons. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to start him, at, you know, in the most important game in the history of football. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, so so I'm caught between two minds here because uh, the one time I think, I think I've said this before on the podcast. I think where Barca can excel is by playing the youth players but I think in a game like this where you need that experience you needed a player like um uh, a Griezmann um to, to play this game and let's not forget this Pjanic Pjanic is in this team too like where the hell is he he's not he didn't even play at all um and I think Sergio Roberto could have been a, a very good player um no offense to Dest but instead of Dest they could have, I think they could have put 
uh, uh, Sergio Roberto uh, in that kind of wing back role. Um, but he he came on uh, later. Uh, but you're right. I think this is a game where where Griezmann should have played. Um, I, I I was actually surprised to see the energy levels of Real Madrid because if you saw the way they played, they played like as if they they've not played for a week. And compared to the energy levels of, of Barcelona, I didn't think. You know, I was just like, wow, this you can't tell that these team one team played in the midweek and one team didn't play in the midweek. So um, you, you're right. Um, it's hard. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what works for Barcelona these days, to be honest. Justin, I wanted to ask you, what did you think of, you brought up a, a good point, Bori, of Serginho Dest and his contribution or his, um, you know, his action that led to that goal on that free kick. So um, I'm going to be upfront and tell you that at the very, like the very beginning of this game, is uh, when I hurt my back. <laughs> so then I, <laughs> good excuse, good excuse. Then I stopped watching. <laughs> so I have no opinions. Pretty weird, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna, you alluding to Well, that makes sense because I was going to say, you know, when Serginho Des turned his back to goal. <laughs> oh, <God>. no. Okay. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> I like it. I no, like it. um, so, I mean, to me, uh, the more I saw it at the replay, the more I feel like he could have done something more to avoid that actually happening. Um, it's one thing if uh, if the ball's going to hit you, like, in the face, you know what I mean? But the ball wasn't going at his face. It was, like, you know, mid-level on his back, and it took the deflection. Like, he turned. He actually, like, turned his back on a, on a free kick, and that's something that uh, – you know, you're taught, like, don't do not do that. Like, don't turn around in midair if you're standing on the wall, right? Because when you turn, you create a gap or a space for the shooter, you know, whoever's taking the free kick. And I feel like that was something that if, if he's, like, even if he doesn't turn at all and it hits him, it hits him in the chest. Okay, that's it. But there's no goal. And that just completely turned the tide because that was, what, the second goal, right? So... All of a sudden, they were down 2-0, two, two uh, mm-hmm. 30 minutes into the game. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And to Bori's point, Sergi Roberto uh, was on the bench, man. He should have started yep. over him. He should have started. Yep. He, he has he the knows, experience. He knows how intense these games are. Exactly. Um, exactly. Considering how important it would have been if Barca had won or even drawn, as far as like where the table is right now, you know, I, I don't think that was a gamble that, that should have been taken. So. Yeah, I I think we can just blame Coleman. We can just write out straight out, just say, hey, we blame Coleman. I mean, because he uh, his team selection was a little questionable. Um, yeah, I know Griezmann does not uh, perform or he's he's not been doing so well. But I think in a game like this, Griezmann is needed because he's played a game. He's played in the the Madrid derbies and and previous El Clasico. So who who knows what could have happened? But um, let I think let's I I think that's all we have really. Um, do we want to do the yellow card red card? Um, or do you have I do have a random fact I want to share I'm excited about actually just do the random fact then okay all right cool well let's let's do the random fact um so the way I'm going to preface this random fact I'm going to ask you both uh, a question um so Manny um when you write you know when you write you use a pen to write do you use your are you a right handed or left handed right you're right handed and when you play when you pass the ball what's your most dominant foot Right. Right. Uh, how, about, how about you, Justin? Same. Like, what's Same. Right? Uh, right and right. Okay. Well, did you know there's some crazy mutant players? And I'm going to give you a list. There's, there's some crazy players like Griezmann and Messi that are left-footed but are right-handed. Okay? And then there's and, – and the reverse, uh, like De Bruyne and Fabregas, um, they are right-footed but then right with their left hand. Like – to me, I can, I mean I'm the same way. I'm a I, I write with my hand. I write with my right hand, and I and I play with my most dominant uh, uh, foot is my right foot. But to me, it's crazy how all these genius players have the opposite. And to me, it kind of d- describes why they're genius players because how their brain works with like that situation, I don't even know. 
I, I don't okay, know so how that's been possible. That that is interesting. Who were the players? It was Messi, Kevin. So so Messi so Messi Messi and Griezmann are left-footed but right-handed, and De Bruyne and Fabregas. Uh, to, just two examples. I'm sure there are more. Um, uh, De Bruyne and Fabregas are right-footed but left-handed, which I mean. That takes a lot of brain power, I feel like. <laughs> now yeah. I can see why De Bruyne is so good. On why you're differently. Yeah, yeah, I mean, maybe there's other, like, you know, like, I don't know, maybe, like, Nicholas Bentner is, like, the same thing. So, like, obviously, like, <laughs> the most Wait, famous players, like, the most famous he... players, that's, like, a, I have no idea. But I'm just saying, oh, like, okay. <laughs> I, I, I would be curious to know whether it's, whether it's only, like, you know, these, like, players that we consider, tech, like, tactical and technical geniuses. I'd be interested to know whether it's, those players exclusively who have this trait or whether it's like, you know, just a, a fluke. I'll give you a bonus one. Uh, Rafael Nadal, you know, it's tennis, whatever. He, when he plays, he, um, he, uh, he plays with his left and then he writes with, with his uh, uh, right, which again, I mean, I don't like, I'm trying to get my left hand to be more like powerful and more cognizant of life, but it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. So, but yeah, just the random facts of today. Um, uh, yeah, I think that's all we have, though. I, I think this was really awesome. I cannot wait for tomorrow. Uh, I cannot wait to shame Manny for Chelsea losing uh, to Porsche 3-0. Also, probably not going to happen, though. Um, but thank you all, our listeners, for listening. Um, and we are on all platforms, Spotify, uh, Apple, and Google. Uh, feel free to reach out to us on there. And you can reach out to us on Twitter. Um, but uh, thank you, Manny and, uh, and uh, Justin. We'll see you next week, and I cannot wait again to see how many predictions I got right. Because I think I'm beating Justin. I think I am. We'll find out next week. All right. Bye-bye.